right, folks, welcome back again. This is Nate Johnstone, and I'm with Paul Anderson, and this is the Things Christians Want to Know podcast. And a lot of Christians right now want to know, when is the next great move of God? Aren't we due? Aren't we overdue? Aren't things bad enough? How bad does it have to get before God shows up? Uh, the answer is now. <laughs> the answer is now. The, <laughs> the, the, the traffic light is green. Let's go for it is my answer. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, I'd say it's green. I have prayed for six years and have not seen what I expected to see within the year. I was saying revival was going to happen in 2015, and it didn't. And uh, I thought it was going to. And so I pulled back from saying it's happening to I'm confident that God spoke to me, told me to pray for revival, and it's going to happen. So as of late, after gathering together more people and praying, I felt the next step was to do something, not to tempt God, but to say, God, we are co-workers with you. And uh, we don't want to fail in doing our part. And so we're sort of stepping in, stepping through the door. We've uh, planned some events at Redeeming Love Church, which is here in the mm -hmm. Twin Cities, a big church for next Saturday and the following Saturday. And that and is the moment, the moment we're recording this. These are in November on Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> we're not saying we're bringing revival, but we're saying we want to walk in a revival spirit. We want to see it happen. And we are co-workers with God who have felt that we are to take a step of faith and then get together and keep praying and, and see what happens. We're not testing God. We're uh, believing for God to act and to do what he's going to do. We're thankful for other places where God is working mightily through people like Josh Lindquist and uh, George Karuku and his wife Lindsay and uh, others. So we're grateful. Uh, but we believe that God is going to use these next two Saturdays to stir people up in a revival spirit. And who knows? God knows. God does it, know. This may be the time. He it does, may be the time. He does know what he's doing. We're, yeah. we're trusting that, and he's leading us to do this and to take this step, so we're doing it. He urges us to, to heal the sick, to cast out demons, and uh, we want to do that in, on Saturday mm -hmm. with a confidence that it's going to happen. Yeah. We're supposed to act in faith. And we're, we're not going to force things. We're That's not going right. to force conviction. We're not going to shove people over or any weirdness like that, trying to manufacture a revival feel or a revival culture or anything like that. Um, we're just stepping out in obedience with very little idea, honestly, about what it's going to be or what we're going to do or what God's plan is. But we're going to step out. We're going to listen. We're going to follow. We want to do prayer 
for people. We do. For... And like the scripture that says, without faith it is impossible to please him. For those who come to God must believe that he exists and he rewards those who diligently seek him. Yep. So we're seeking him. We're believing that he is in what we are doing. So we're stepping in. I feel like we're kind of stepping through the door and we're saying, God, we're with you. And we're praying. We continue to pray. Bring it. And we're going to see if he brings it now. Could be this weekend. Yeah. Could be next weekend. Could so, be in December. Could be in the new year. So we believe it's imminent. And when we say imminent, we feel like we're walking through the door. And I feel that through this you know, step of faith and just following God here to start gathering people together, that he'll probably illuminate the next step which could be more prayer. Mm -hmm. It could be more mm -hmm. gatherings. And, and we're, this isn't start, we're not starting something new. Like we're not starting a group. We're not starting an organization. We're not starting a church. We're not starting whatever. This is just, let's get people together in the Twin Cities area where we live. Let's get people together to seek after God and, and ask God to move and see what happens. And I'm very encouraged that that's happening. I'm very encouraged that people of faith, people who have prayed for revival, are going to come together, maybe 100, maybe 200, who knows? We're not sure yet. We'll find out on Saturday. And that coming together, that is going to please God. And worshiping together, praying together, yes. praying for one another, praying for healing, praying for deliverance, I'm excited for the day. Me too. And there's there's always power, I think, in unity, true mm -hmm. unity, not mm -hmm. forced uniformity, but like true unity. When you have people from different churches, different denominations, different backgrounds, um, coming together for common purpose and being willing to set aside the things they maybe disagree about mm -hmm. in order to pursue God together. There's a There's a real beautiful aspect to that whenever I've been a part of something like that, that makes me want to do it like that all the time. <laughs> and when you see how revival took place, the people who did it simply acted in faith, like those students yep. at Asbury. They simply got up and confessed their sins. Mm -hmm. And God was in those testimonies, and it just kept going. The preaching of Jonah. I mean, he, he was as reluctant a prophet as there can be, but <laughs> God wanted him to speak the word, and then God did his part. So there's a part that we play, and there's a part that God plays. What I'd like to say is that we cannot bring revival without God, and God does not bring revival without us, and without, without his people. Yeah. He always teams up. He doesn't do it on his own. He uses human resources. And so I'm excited that we've got a team who want to be available to God and who are saying, God, maybe maybe Saturday, maybe mm -hmm. now. Or maybe what we'll see is a, is a bigger team forming that will then take us to other churches. And out of that, it will happen. Mm -hmm. But I feel that we're being obedient to the Lord, to his prompting to take another step toward revival or into revival. And I want to keep talking about this, but I want to quickly throw in, if you are interested in joining us, uh, 
questions at tcwkcast.com. That's the send in your questions email address for this podcast. Just say, hey, I want some information on the meetings happening in the Twin Cities right now or on what's happening in the Twin Cities right now. Send it to us. We will send you the current info. Even if you're listening to this a couple of years from now, let us know what's uh, what you need and we'll let you know what's going on. And by that time, I mean, I don't know, hopefully they'll be um, online at some point mm-hmm. and you can, or YouTube or whatever. I mean, we'll just see what happens. We're not, again, we're not formally doing anything. This isn't a conference. You know, we don't have flyers. <laughs> we don't, you know, this, this is something it's planned in the sense that we have a structure that we feel is good, but it's also fairly spontaneous and pretty loose. But by the time they're hearing this, it's already happened. But well, right? by the time you're hearing this, at least the first couple will have happened, but yeah. we, we may be doing more. Or yeah. it may be transitioning into something different. Um, one thing we definitely foresee is we desire, and Paul, and I, Paul has been doing this for many, many years, and I've joined him a little bit the last few years, going into different churches mm-hmm. to do something maybe like a conference or a mini teaching or something like that um, to help revive people. Yes. We, we, we do a lot of them. We talk about how to hear the voice of God. We talk about deliverance and healing and the prophetic. And there's a number of different things that, you know, that we've done going, going around to different churches. And we really like doing that. We like encouraging other churches mm-hmm. um, in what God is doing. And I foresee more of that in the future. I would, I would love to be able to see, uh, to see more of that happening. One thing we don't want and we will definitely not allow to happen is there to be competition or like a this church versus that church type of situation going on. We don't want that. We don't want that to happen. I don't like that at all. I don't like, well, revi- I heard revival might be happening over there, but that can't be true because it's going to happen in our church. We're the ones that are going to, you know, who cares? I don't care where things start. <laughs> if it's Jesus, I want to be a part of it. Yeah. And so it, none of that matters. It doesn't matter. Credit doesn't matter. Um, footnotes in history books don't matter to us. None of those things matter. We just want to see God move and bless people and bring people into his family and heal people. And I am excited because as we move forward, uh, we're going to see more and more and more. I have a sense it's going to be incremental as opposed to an explosion. I could be wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. Mm. If it goes from a level one to a level nine in a week, wonderful. That, yeah. That'd be my favorite thing to have been wrong about ever. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling that it's going to be more incremental than that. Yeah. Um, and that's solely, that's not a prophetic feeling. That is a feeling solely based on the research that I've done on the Great Awakenings and things that have happened in the past is that they tend to be incremental. And as people obey, God does more. And as people obey, God does more. And as they continue to obey, he does more. And he wants to get to a certain place. But our obedience is what determines whether or not that actually happens. And again, we see that throughout the Bible. God wanted to do a lot through the Israelites when he brought them out of Egypt. He was able to do nothing. They all died in the wilderness, save two, because they didn't obey. They didn't trust God. And we want to be the ones who obey. Much of that happened during Lutheran renewal days and mm-hmm. Holy Spirit conferences when God poured out his spirit on people. And for those of you who don't know, Paul Anderson led Lutheran renewal for 20 years? Close to it. Almost uh, 20 after, years? After Larry. After Larry Christensen. Yeah. 
And I'm thinking of of Jim and Brenda Bell, hmm. who I talked to them on the phone not too long ago. They're from, they were, or, oh, they still have a home in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. And they said, Paul, we want you to know that that changed our life. Being filled with the Spirit and seeing God move, seeing God heal people, seeing God touch people, hearing prophetic words, having a kind of worship that they had not experienced uh, in their in their life. And they said it changed our life. And now they are, in the winters, they go down to Arkansas. Well, guess who called me from Arkansas? Their pastor hmm. and their youth, the, their youth director, Brant Perigo, I think is his name. Hi, Brant. Because uh, I, I told him, I think I told him about these uh, podcasts. And he said, would you be willing to come down and do here what you did at Lutheran Renewal? Mm-hmm. And what do you think I said? So I'm excited about <laughs> Tell the me chance. the date. <laughs> yeah, the, the chance to go down in Arkansas. And uh, maybe uh, Jim and Brenda will still be there. And we can do a kind of like a revival. Some, yeah. some uh, weekends, things happen in such a way. It's very much like uh, what we experience at Lutheran Renewal. And that's the kind of thing that I'm expecting for these meetings that we're walking into. Mm-hmm. I expect God to heal. I expect God to bring deliverance. I expect prophetic words. I expect conviction of sin. I expect an uh, unveiling of, tr- of greater truth to people. And deep encouragement that, yes, we are walking into it, that a larger group of people now will be praying powerfully for revival. So And living it out. Because like you yes. said, you know, the, it... There are two aspects of this. Yes, on one on the one hand, we are waiting for God to do something. But on the other hand, there are a lot of things that we already have full permission and, in fact, commandment to do. Yeah. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, mm-hmm. make disciples of all nations. These are things we're already commanded to be doing. We should be out there doing these things. We should do them in our homes. We should do them with our friends. We should do them at Cub, if you still are shopping like in person these days. Um, we should be doing these things. We don't have to wait on that. When and I, are, I want people to know they have permission to pray for people to be healed. When we you don't have to ob- wait for revival for that to happen. That's right. And when we walk in obedience to what God speaks to us, we may find ourselves stepping into those things that we've anticipated. Yes. I think back on the days of uh, Chuck Smith and Calvary Chapel when... They began to do what God, God started bringing the hippies mm-hmm. to their, their church. And so they simply preached the word, had altar calls. People got saved more and more, more and more, more and more, took them down to the beach and full-blown revival. They, they just flowed into it. A trickle became a river. Yeah. And that's what I expect, that our trickle is going to become a river. And there'll be mm-hmm. more and more people walking, swimming in this stream, this revival stream or this awakening stream. Mm-hmm. And, and to be clear, when we say that, we're not saying we expect our church to become a church of 25,000 like Calvary mm-hmm. Chapel did. That's mm-hmm. not what we're saying. 
Um, I don't I don't even need to pastor a church, honestly. I just want to be doing what God want, wants us to do and to, to see churches and people and everything set on fire. And that's right. And what so we're, we're not trying to build a kingdom. I don't care about that. I'm I'm happy not pastoring a church or having my name on anything. What's happening elsewhere? We praise praise God for that. Absolutely, we, we, absolutely. We're not in any in competition nope. with anyone else. We're not saying we're going to have revival. They're not having revival. We're we're grateful. I'm hearing it happening in 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 uh, San Diego, in Central California. Praise the Lord for revival breaking out wherever it's breaking out, and we see it breaking out in the Twin Cities, in Minnesota, around the country around the world. And that is the way it's happened in the past uh, with the Great Awakenings, both the First and Second Great Awakening. It started out with numerous isolated revivals. Mm -hmm. This little town in New Hampshire, this little town in Massachusetts, that little town outside Philadelphia, and they kept going and going, and then a bunch of little towns in Virginia. And sometimes after that kept happening and happening and happening, people would then move and you'd get circuit riders and preachers, revival preachers started becoming a thing. It wasn't a thing before, but somebody would start preaching in this place. Revival would happen and somebody in another town would hear about it. And they'd be like, can you send somebody? That sounds fun. <laughs> we haven't yeah. had any new converts to Christianity in 20 years. Mm -hmm. I, there's no young people coming to church. Send this young person you have on fire. We'd love to see him. That sounds encouraging. And so he'd ride his horse for a day and he'd show up in the next town and then revival would break out there over the next two years. And then he'd go to another place. And so, and by he, there was thousands of he's yeah. during these days. Yeah. But it started out slow and isolated. This church, that church, this village, that town. And, and then it grew and grew and grew and grew. And eventually all the little lights turned into one of those satellite images of Earth from space, mm -hmm. where you look down and the whole thing's lit up. Well, that's not an entire you know, area of one giant light. That's a ton of tiny lights. Yeah. And when a ton of them grow enough, it lights up everything. And, and so all the Great Awakenings began with smaller revivals. Mm -hmm. And as people continue to obey the Lord over years and years and years, the first Great Awakening lasted around 30 years or so little more. And the second great awakening was longer. It was more like 50 years. And so we're talking about a whole generation. Mm -hmm. And so there were people who grew up during those days that that's all they knew. All they knew is that if someone gets sick, the hospitals are fine. But before you take them to the hospital, pray for them because God will probably heal them. You find somebody who's not a Christian, you tell them about Jesus right away. So that they can get baptized. <laughs> and like that was normal. You yeah. know, someone someone's being, you know, harassed by horrible negative thoughts every time they try to sleep at night. Well, let's pray for them. Let's get that thing out of them. That's not of God. Let's get rid of it. And that was normal. And not normal for pastors. I mean normal for, you know, 15-year-old girls. Mm. Like that's how people operated back then. Mm -hmm. Especially after the second great awakening. Because in the second yeah. great awakening, on the frontier in Charles Finney area, it, it became much more of a body of Christ thing mm. than a top-down ministry thing. I mean, Neat. both Great Awakenings grew in that over mm -hmm. time. Um, and that's one of the things I desire to see. Yes, you know, in, in this, what I believe will be eventually called the Third Great Awakening. Mm -hmm. I think we are going to see the, the completion of the Reformation. You know, we just had uh, Reformation Sunday. 
a couple, not, not too long ago. And being Protestants ourselves, uh, Protestants, we, we have a heritage in, in the original Reformation. And if you look at the things Luther was trying to do, some of them were very successful, others were incrementally successful. And I think particularly of our identity in Christ and who we are, and the concept of the priesthood of all believers. Mm -hmm. I think those are the two things that only happened incrementally. People in the church understand that we do have an identity in Christ that is different, but we understand it so poorly and at such a low level. If people really knew who they were, they would not act the way they do. They would act much better and with mm -hmm. much greater authority and much less fear and worry about silly stuff that doesn't matter. And they would spend a lot less time fretting about elections or taxes uh, because they know that they, they are called to something more important than that. And the priesthood of all believers being that all of us are called to all of those things, not just people we call pastors or whatever words we use. Mm -hmm. And that is something that happened a little bit after the Reformation, but even in, even in Luther's life, it didn't go nearly as far as he wanted to. He wanted to see people get baptized in home groups. Whereas if you look at the traditional Lutheran church today, baptism can only be performed by an ordained minister. Mm -hmm. And Luther would hate that that was still happening 500 years later. Because he wrote very clearly that this should be happening at home. People should just be baptizing each other. We're all Christians. We all have Christ in us. All you need is Christ. Mm -hmm. That's it. But the church wasn't ready for that at the time. And unfortunately, a lot of the church never grew beyond it. And so I think some of the stuff we see in this, in this Third Great Awakening is going to really be a second reformation of the church as well. Yeah. And the understanding that it's not about anointed men of God, and I say men because in the past it's always been males. <laughs> it's not about anointed men of God doing amazing things, and we all need to go see that. It's going to be about the church, the body of Christ being anointed to do amazing things. And yes, that includes speakers, because some people are gifted at speaking, and it includes coaches, because some people are great at training and leading and encouraging the body of Christ. So those things will still exist, but it's, I, I believe and hope it's going to look very different. Yeah. I don't want one Charles Finney or one Jonathan Edwards or one George Whitfield. I would rather have 10,000 tiny versions of that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who, who don't care if people know their name or not, but yeah. they go out and they do this stuff. That's how the world gets changed in one generation. And I think that's where we're going to see. I think by the time I'm Phil's age, Phil Ludio, who's 96, I think... In the other room. In the next room from where we are right mm -hmm. now. He, pastor forever, missionary for 38 years in Japan. I think by the time I'm his age, Islam will be done as an over, as in no one's Muslim anymore, mm -hmm. because they all became Christians. Mm -hmm. I think extreme poverty will be done on this planet and people won't be starving anymore. Like there's going to be a lot of change in the next 50, 60 years mm -hmm. if we continue to follow the Lord and obey what he's calling us to do. And it, so much so that people would not believe it. I say these things to people and they're like, you're a crazy person. Mm -hmm. They don't disagree with the dream. They just think it's a dream yeah. and it's totally impossible. And I'm like, yeah, it's impossible. Have you met God? Have you, have, you, have you actually met him? Like, have you spent time with him? He loves the impossible. That's like his favorite thing to do. 
is the impossible. So that's we're expecting that in these coming days, and I hope to see it in the in the coming Saturdays. I hope to see it when we go around to different churches. Um, I hope to see it soon. Stay in touch with us. Yeah, we'll be sending Please. out articles on revival, and would like to stay in touch with you if if you want to be a part of it. Why don't we pray together, Nate? Yeah, go for it. Thank you. Father, that you have stirred much down through the years. Thank you for raising up people who were bold enough to step out and lead the charge. Thank you that when we step out, we're not alone because you are calling us to do that. And so we're stepping out in the days before us, believing that you will meet us not just here, but you'll meet us there. And you will do things that only you can do, but because you've empowered us to do them, we will see them happen as well. And our trust is in you for the days before us, for our nation, for our world. In Jesus' name, amen. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.